0: Kid, or you weren't around at that time when that song came out, that probably just scared you right there. But that was the official video for the Newsboys' Take Me to Your Leader. Now, <laughs> that was two lead singers ago, in case you're wondering. I don't even know where that guy is anymore. But there's a there's an actual point to why we have that as our intro today and in the next two weeks. It is because we are starting a series called Take Me to Your Leader. And it is the goal of this series to figure out how are we making Jesus the leader of our life. And today we're going to have one main idea. And if you are visiting today or you're watching online for the first time today, we have one single idea that we try to get across every week. We call it our big idea. And so this week's big idea is Jesus is my leader pretty straightforward i like easy i like straightforward so every time you hear this song hey what's the big idea you can stand to your feet and say with me jesus is my leader very nice you guys got that down very very nice and so i can probably imagine some of you are thinking right now good gravy dude you are way out there today um jesus is already my leader we've had that established for a long time so i probably don't need to be here for the next three weeks we got that covered. But if you are honest today, no matter where you're at in your journey with Jesus, if you haven't even begun yet or you've been a follower for 30-some-odd years, I can tell you right now, if you are honest, there are places in each of our lives, mine included, where we still are making Jesus the leader of our life. Now, this is a couple ideas that I have when I was processing this as we begin this very short three-week series What are some things that we make leader of our life? The first one is ourself. Many of you have an education. Some of you are in the process of getting an education. Some of you are just beginning your education. Some of you are just about ready to graduate with a degree of some kind. We have knowledge. And many times in our society, we get all this knowledge and we rely on it very heavily. So much so that it crowds out Jesus. Some of us have maybe not the greatest knowledge. We haven't went to a great school. We haven't got that awesome degree. We didn't have great GPA or or we didn't graduate high on the honors list. But you have wisdom. You have years of wisdom. And there's something to be said about that. And many times I've seen it where people rely on their wisdom to be their leader. So wherever you're at... A lot of times we rely on ourself as our leader and it crowds out Jesus as the ultimate leader of our life. For some people, their leader in their life, maybe right now this is some of you, we have a lot of kids in the the crowd today, your parents or your significant guardian is your leader. They tell you what to do, they tell you what to believe, they tell you where to go. And that's important to have them in your life. I'm not discrediting your parents or grandparents or guardians or mentors, whoever it might be. It's important to have them in your life. But many times we've allowed them to become so much in control that we forget that there is a higher leader over them. And so we need to make Jesus our leader over our parents, over our mentors, whoever it might be. And then lastly, the last thing that I thought of when it comes to who is the leader of your life, it could be just an important public figure. This could be somebody famous. This could be somebody that you highly respect in a field. We listen to them as if they are the know-all. But the reality is, whether we follow ourselves Somebody in society that's really popular or somebody you really respect or it could be a parent, wherever it is, whether it's ourselves or somebody else, or a combination of both, living our lives under the authority of anyone but God is dangerous. It's dangerous. You see, there's people all around us all the time who are making mistakes, right? We're all human. The Bible says that we all fall short of God's standard, of his perfection. In fact, there's probably many of you in here sitting around today who you have stories of significant people in your life who have failed you. We had one right away in the beginning of our ministry that we helped plant a church with. We had two co-pastors, two families that started our church with us, and I was their children's pastor. And we began this great adventure in our city. It was amazing, this guy that was kind of going to be the head of it, even though there were co-pastors, we had one kind of as the ultimate end pastor, if you want to call it that, and, and he was a great man, he was married for 20 plus years, had older kids, some teens, some early 20s, a very successful man in my estimation, very wise man, he had an education, he lived a long life, he seemed to have it all together, but it all came crashing down when he had an affair with another woman lost his career that he would work his whole life to get to, 40-some-odd years of of getting to the point where he would be a lead pastor. His kids now have this father that they don't know what to do with that was really their their go-to man, a wife who was left alone. You see, we need to be careful of who we make our leader. Again, today I'm not saying that you shouldn't look up to a pastor or to a mentor or to a parent or even to to knowledge and wisdom, but that is not our ultimate leader in our life. In fact, Jesus mentions this. If you want to turn to Matthew chapter 7, and it is on page 860 in our brand new spanking Bibles we got this week. Thank you, Jesus. You can now read your Bibles if you follow along in the Bibles on the tables or under the chairs. And this is in the CSB version. So if you're following along on a device, uh, you can follow along on that. I'm just so excited that we got our brand new Bibles. They smell so good. And I get to follow along in the same version as you now. This is just wonderful. So at the very bottom of page 860, we see verse 13. And Jesus is addressing and warning the people of his days, be careful who you follow. Even good people make mistakes. Be careful. And he's going pretty He's going out there on this one because there's a lot of false teachers in his time as there is today. We've got to be careful about who we're following. He said to his followers, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. Be on guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Our grapes gather from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you'll recognize them by their fruit. So be on guard against false prophets or in another way, people who lead you away from God. They may point to a, a new trend. They may point you to a new way of, of getting spiritual depth or, or whatever it might be. There, there's so many different varieties and flavors out there, but they make this big deal out of connect to God, connect to God, do this, instead of just pointing people right to Jesus. Jesus. We need to be pointing people to Jesus. And Jesus is warning. You're going to know them by their fruit. What is their fruit? They point people to Jesus. They point people to Jesus. And many times it can get so cloudy because like, like my my pastor, they can be good people. They can be really good people who are doing good things and they can love Jesus. But sin can easily creep in and take people away. So even people who you know who are good followers of Jesus can at some point turn away from Jesus. We need to be careful. In fact, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. He says, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so what is he doing? He's disguising himself trying to get into people's lives to mislead them, even good people, even people we respect so it is no great surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Again, how do you know if you're following after a person who's a reputable follower of Jesus? They're pointing you to Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, today, any pastor, any leader, any mentor you have, if they're not pointing you to Jesus, be careful. Amen. They can easily get led astray and lead you astray be careful be careful all right hit it liam hey what's the big idea (laughs) there is only one leader worth following one leader psalm 100 verse 3 puts it this way acknowledge that the lord is god He made us. He made us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. God made us. We can trust our Creator. He knows what's best for us. So when He says it, we believe it. Let's turn to Psalm 95. This is found on page 524 in the Bible's I love this passage, and I was just going to put it up there, but, man, it's so good to read from a Bible. I just want to listen. That smells good. There is something about a new new book. smells so good. And I'm not even a book nerd, so. All right, Psalm 95, verse 3. says, For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods, The depths of the earth are in His hand, and the mountain peaks are His. The sea is His. He made it. His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is God, and we are the people of the pasture, the the sheep under His care. God made us. We are under His care. He's watching over us. And then... Jesus said this in Matthew 9, 35, when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them. Compassion. He longed for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. See, Jesus made us. He cares and watches over us. And he longs. Jesus longs to be.
1: Hey, what's the big idea? Stand your feet.
0: Liam's awake now, I love it, thank you bud Alright, so before we get to this next segment I gotta tell you We, as much as Jesus wants to be our leader As much as he wants to care for us As much as he wants to watch over us There's a limiting factor There's only one thing that God can't do And that's override our will we have been given a will, and God respects that. He's a gentleman. He will work things out so that we, our will will match his will, but we have a decision to make. Are we going to make Jesus our leader? And today, we have a special first-time video of two guys that, well, I think you guys are going to be a little overwhelmed by, but maybe next week it'll be a little bit better, but uh, Arnold and Axel are going to teach us today's power verse. Liam, Oh, my. oh, this is oh, good! Hey, Axel, Axel,
1: the kids. What? Oh, oh goodness, oh goodness. Oh well, well, here kids. My name is Axel, and I'm Arnold, and we're here to teach you today's POWAS! Oh, oh, oh wait, what? I got a joke for you. Arnold, yeah, you ready for what? Yeah, oh yeah, what is it? Uh, what kind of meals do Say it hey with girl, Mr. Oxford. Are you ready, girls? Okay, here we go. Say it with me now. I'm the good chef. And I know my sheep and my sheep. Me. John 10-14. Wow, that was good, but boys, we're the ones who uh, get aww. The dirty girls. Girl. <coughs> so let's stand up. All right, boys. Help.
0: Me let's do it out. together, boys.
1: Stand up. Come on, boys. Okay, you ready? One, two, two three. three. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. John, 10, 14. Awesome. Yeah, awesome job. Yeah. No, we need all of you No, no. Come on, it's not the pul-
0: So if you want to see more stuff like that, we have this posted on our Facebook page, and we actually have about 11 minutes of different segments that are geared towards our kids to help them along learning what we've learned today, kind of more their level. And so we have that up on our Facebook page, and it's actually... Part of a a collaboration, 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 that sounds like I'm gonna clobber you, collaboration between us and Epiphany Station and we're we're joining together to create kids ministry stuff online and it's actually at YouTube at E. So E2 if you want to look up everything that we've done so far We've got another series coming out or actually in the process of coming out uh, That you can check out too, but that'll be for next month when we roll that up But anyhow, the whole point of that message is that Jesus is the good shepherd. He knows you He knows every single part of you. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. He knows the good He knows the bad, right? The beautiful thing about our savior is he still loves us I don't get it. We'll never get it. We don't understand how God knows everything, every detail, and yet He still loves us and still wants a relationship with us. However, this verse goes on to say, my sheep know me. So the question that I have coming out of that is, do I know my leader? Do you know your leader? You see, He made a way for us to know the Father. 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, He made the one who did not know sin, that's the Father giving us Jesus, to be sin for us. He took our place. So that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, I can bring you to Jesus. Another leader, mentor, parent can bring you to Jesus. But only Jesus can bring you into the Father's presence. Amen. Jesus has made that possible. And so will you come to Jesus? Will you make him the leader of not just your salvation, your, your ability to be in the presence of God, but all of your life? Will you give him that authority? Because here's what happens in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Jesus says, that we are going to be taken and lifted up. He's going to give us strength. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. I love this part. This is, this is it. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I There's something about that. I don't know if you've seen a yoke before. I should have gotten a picture and put it up on the screen. But a yoke really is something where where you you hook up two oxen to and they work together. And they increase their efforts more than double than what they could normally. Right? See, Jesus isn't going to take you out of this world. He's not going to remove the burdens of your life. You're still going to go through hard times. Check out our world today, right? Um, I don't know any Christian who's been removed from the garbage that is going on around us in our society. We're all going through it. But here's the thing. When you make Jesus the leader of your life, he takes that weight and he carries it with you. In fact, he gives you not just only the, the power, he walks alongside you. See, we have the Holy Spirit living in us to help us to do what is good and pleasing to God. We get the right standing with God. And we get to be with him forever. But not only that, but he actually carries it with us. We're not alone. Jesus will carry your burdens with you. He's a leader worth following. Jesus is a leader worth following. Yes, Liam. Thank you for being here. Hey,
1: what's the big idea?
0: Jesus is my leader. Jesus is our leader. And so, friends, today, there's there's nothing else to say. Jesus wants to be your leader. He's watching over you. He cares for you. He's here for you. But you have to make him the leader of your life. And for some of you today, you've never made him the savior of your life. You can't make him the leader of your life if you don't allow him to come in and forgive you of your sins. You see, as as we read in 2 Corinthians, the Father gave up His Son to take our place, to forgive us of our sins. He stood in that place in the wrath of God and He took it all upon Himself. But He didn't just take it. He conquered it. And now He's forgiven us of everything we've ever done wrong. But we have to admit that we need a Savior. That we can't do it on our own. Will you allow Him... To save you from your sins, He wants to be the leader of your life. You have to allow Him into your life first. And then, for the rest of us, including those who need to make Jesus the Savior of their life, you need to make Jesus a leader of every area of your life. Every area of your life. We're all in that process. And so as the worship team comes back up, and we're going to go into this time processing, what area is God asking me to give up? What area am I controlling? What lies am I believing? See, God wants to speak to you. And maybe for some of us today, this is just the the primer that preparatory work of what he really wants to do in our life. But it's gotta start somewhere. And so for the rest of this week, I I I encourage you, I challenge you, I beg you, will you spend time and ask God, what area in my life do I need to let go of? It could be your career. This for some of us today We've been holding on to that career for too long and God's asked us, will you let it go and will you trust me? <laughs> for others, it's maybe what somebody else thinks of you. You're holding on way too much to what somebody else thinks of you to become who you are in Jesus. The list can go on and on and on. It could be your finances. It could be of your relationship with somebody else that you've been holding on to. could be of anger or hurt or past things. Will you allow God to come in? Will you allow Him to heal you first maybe and give you the strength to go on? And so these altars will be open for you just to spend time with God if you feel like you just need to get away from everything that's around you and just spend some time with Him. Maybe this is just the beginning. Like I said, you need to spend some time after church today and just say, God, I, <laughs> I need five minutes. I need a half hour. I need a whole day just to get away, whatever that might be. But every day this week, start the day off before the kids are up, before your spouse gets up. Set that alarm and say, God, what area of my life do I need to let go of and let you be leader of my life? We'll also have the altars open off to this side today where i have anointing oil and like last week if you weren't here with us we just prayed for people whatever you might be going to might not have anything to do with the message today but god has just got this burden on you that you need prayer for i'd love to pray with you maybe other people will pray with you as well but the this place where we're going to have the oil to anoint is a special place You see, we believe that when we anoint with oil, we're following what James 5 says, and that is just simply pouring out oil over you and believing that God has the answers. And when we pray, we know God is going to move. We know God's going to move. So as we go into this time, if you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to come to the altar, you can come to the altar. If you need prayer, you can come off to the side, and we'll pray for you. But Father, we know and we trust that Father, you are a good God. You're a good God that loves your creation. You're a good God that loves your people so much that you sent your own Son to die for our sins and that we can be in your presence now. You love us that much. And so, Father, when you've asked us to let go of control, And when you ask us to allow you to lead us in every area of our life, we know that a good God that loves us will not lead us astray. You are a good shepherd that cares for your sheep. And I pray that as we go into this time, you'll speak to your people and you will remind them again. You'll remind them again of who you are and that you are a good God that's worth following and making leader of their life. In Jesus' name, amen.